yeah. and the remaining who one. Gave you three, who gave you uh, three? So it's a split of like around, we had 30 different companies giving different, different aspects of the project. It's like so 10 grand each. Something of the similar. So we had okay. like, com- so there's a lot of expenses you can cover in yeah. kind, right? Like our finals were in US. So yeah. it was covered by like Emirates. Tickets. Yeah. So that doesn't happen. But it's still value, right? Yeah. So if the whole thing comes up like half a mil. Yeah. Uh, but in cash, I think it was around 150 or 170,000. But that's still a lot of cash for like... Mm-hmm. Same, yeah. yeah, when you're trusting like kids with it. Like, yeah, like yeah. 60 year olds, I care a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that, like I said, that kind of pushes you to be mature. Like yeah. you have to take responsibility. You're accountable sure. for such a big thing. Yeah. And you're kind of representing the whole country, right? I yeah. think Vishal, and Vishal was the same perspective. Yeah. So that's why I met Vishal as well when we... But, I was judging his world finals in Singapore. Oh, which was really? right the year after we competed. Yeah. He was the junior team which competed in the yeah. next year's competition. Damn, that's so cool. Yeah, and that's like, how we then, since then, we just kept in touch. And then one day I met him at the corridor in university. Yeah. And he was like, hey man, what's up? How's life been after F1? I'm like, pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Romantic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had that eye to eye. And then we yeah. were like, hey man, we have an events company. You want to join? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, sure, fuck it. Why not? Dude, that's super cool. Um, so yeah, that's how we kind of came into our first events company. Yeah. Um, we did really well. We broke a Guinness World Record. We Damn, four uh, World Record. So we always wanted to do something which was like mm. kind of good for marketing, but obviously people just yeah. kept uh, creating random marketing content, which was like, uh, you know, just the generic stuff, right? So yeah. we were like, what do we do which makes like an impact or a splash? Wait, so what year was this? Sorry. The Guinness World Record? Yeah. No, uh, like just like to put it in context of what like marketing was at that time. Uh, I think 2016. Okay. So. It's still uh, social media and everything. Yeah. So that was kind of booming, but at yeah. the same time, the content being put out was kind of the same. Yeah. Um, and Dubai was also in that stage where they kept breaking yeah. Guinness World Records to gain mm-hmm. attention, like yeah. the most random ones, long yeah. as carpet, because biryani, like it was getting random. Yeah. So we were like, you know what, they love towers, like yeah. they like buildings and towers, Yeah. but they like food as well. So let's put a lot of food on a tower. <laughs> so we reached out to a couple of bakeries and we're like, do you guys yeah. want to break a Guinness World Record for the tallest tower of cupcakes? Damn. And a couple yeah. of bakeries were like, yeah, sure. So Sugarholic, yeah. Ribbons yeah. and Balloons, we got Zomato on board, they were yeah. like, sure, let's do this. And yeah, in like three months, we broke a Guinness World Record at Wafi. The Wafi Mall. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Where? You know, I was the sad part is nobody fucking goes to Wafi Mall. That's why they fucking like, actually. Man, I was like, you know, that's actually a good yeah. idea. But like yeah. the sad fact is, man, you can't keep breaking Guinness World Records Dude, every day. You build that cupcake. You build that cupcake in Dubai Mall, bro. It fucking half oh. an hour, it'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing, so the best thing we had yeah. was like, again, we were running on a, like a university yeah. budget, right? It's basically the money you keep aside from your profits. Yeah. So it was two years of running the company and we were like, we're not going to put that much money into a marketing event, so yeah. maybe like 10k. So we were like, we need a free venue, we need free cupcakes, we need yeah. the tower to be built for free, we need marketing for free. Yeah. Only the 10k just costs for permissions and legal matters and yeah. things like that. So we were like, it's if which mall is going to give us? I'm yeah. not saying that I hate Wafi. Loads of love to Wafi. Who needs the most? I mean, like, guys, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to shamelessly market Wafi again. Like, yeah. Thank you for what you did four years ago. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, but I think they told us that year we brought in the highest footfall yeah. because we, after we broke the Guinness World Record, we broke yeah. it on the spot yeah. and we gave the cupcakes away to everyone who attended the event. So <laughs> for free. Yeah, for free, yeah. And they were... Uh, Isn't that... Wait, when you say you gave it, like, how did you make that cupcake stand? Oh, so the tower was built out of, like, like a proper... Like, it was a two-day construction period okay. where oh. we built, like, a... Yeah. Like, it was kind of looked like an Empire State building. Uh-huh. I can share the yeah. pictures with you. And yeah, then yeah. they had shelves on it on both sides. Okay. And each side yeah. had around. Send me your stickers. I won't overlay it on top yeah. of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get so there. each side, Spinning around each side had like two thousand yeah. cupcakes. Shit. What? How high was it? Uh, Four twenty meters. Oh. <laughs> 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 See, we would have, but no uh, joints done. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know how the I honestly the idea yeah. is but <laughs> yeah um because we had to break a, surprisingly there was someone who had a record like that yeah. we were like we were the first ones to do it we yeah. go to Guinness World Records office and they're like that record's already broken it's a 6 meter tower in Japan or something we're like Shit. who is this and we're yeah. going <laughs> so we had to double it um, so we did all those things uh, yeah. then we got Vishal on board uh, he was superb at talking to companies because he yeah. raised the money entirely for his team as well uh-huh. yeah. with the help of his team members obviously right. Uh, but he was the forefront of it, so he's yeah. great at talking to people. Again, that exposure hit really quickly. He knew yeah. how to like dress. He knew how to like put himself together. Yeah. The presentation was there. The language was there. The professionalism was there. The maturity was there. And we were like, we kind of don't have enough time to go and pitch to all these companies and universities and schools to get yeah. plans. So he got on board on like a com- like a contracting kind of basis. Yeah. He quickly like did better than anyone we've ever hired. Uh, yeah. In a year, he was like doing so much business for you guys what's the plan now how do we make this yeah. um, then we offered him a partnership role in the events company itself and that was quick because in a year he moved from contractor to partner, partner. That's um, and then we did that for a bit and then we decided okay you know what the other two colleagues of mine I mean to me and Samir were like we both are engineering backgrounds so we want yeah. to kind of like also test our what like you know our legs in uh, engineering yeah. backgrounds and yeah. see how it works at full time jobs so we kind of shut E4 down that was the name of the first yeah. event company uh, Vishal went his own way Samir and I, he still works in Emerson. Mm-hmm. He, uh, okay, nice. And I moved into my first tech role at a Saudi based startup called Bali.com. Okay. Which the year I joined got acquired by Madhya Okay, nice. So yeah. literally, after like joining, like six months later, they were like, you need to go now. Cause <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, redundancy. Yeah, we got bought out. Yeah. Uh, but they gave us like six months to find a job. And then I was okay. like, you know what? Uh, this was great. This was fun. Like, maybe tech is where I'm headed at, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I moved to another Lebanese. Uh, it's a huge ass company called Shalhu. Shalhu, yeah, yeah. the marketing company. Uh, no, they have a lot of brands, so, but they are pretty much a distributor for like all your luxury brand items, like your yeah. Vuitton, your Michael Kors. They have all those sure. brands. Yeah, like I see that shit come up, dude. I thought that like they, I thought competition's fierce to get into that place. Uh, Not if you have the monopoly, right? Mm, nepotism exists. Nah, <laughs> 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 man. <laughs> see, at least he's shameless about it. I like it. No, I mean, I'm, the, well, I'll be honest. They're very strict on their hiring, which is either you have to be from the yeah. US or an AUD. Uh, we are from Heritage Ward. Yeah. That doesn't come on their scale. No, um, no, but somehow there was an HR uh, associate who graduated from Heritage Ward. Okay. So yeah. the CV stood out for her when they saw Heritage Ward. Like maybe yeah. she had the feeling of hiring another Heritage Ward student. Mm-hmm. She's uh, like, take down the monopoly. Exactly. Okay. She's like, I'm going to try. Yeah. Because it was fun. The first lunch I went there was fun because the first question they asked is, yeah. uh, are you from AUB, AUS, or AUD? I'm like, neither. <laughs> what is yeah. AUB? <laughs> American University of Beirut. Beirut. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't go, I didn't go down to Lebanon. Yeah. But like, yeah, so, um, yeah, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I left after four months. Uh, so Samir is still at this point, uh, living his yeah. life in Emerson. Okay. Uh, I left that and then I joined DIFC. Uh, but yeah. I was still two months ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And since then I've been just, so that's when a big career change came to my life. Yeah. I moved from DC. tech to uh, finance and uh, yeah what why finance yeah like what made so honestly the role came up because uh, they wanted someone who has experience in tech but at the same time startup experience okay so it was never a finance starting i started as an associate of just going through pitch decks going yeah. through and the pitch decks automatically move into numbers like you look yeah. at and this is very early stage so you're not looking at cfa kind of stuff or you're not looking at yeah. those kind of things it's more of like uh, what are your current burn rates what's your kind of current valuation, what right. actually valuation. It's like basic is, va- valuation, it's, it's basic valuation like and analysis. analysis. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but 
Carried over. <laughs> yeah. Because I came from computer science and yeah. math, they were like, if you can do math, you can yeah. understand mm-hmm. this. Understand. No, I definitely. I think any. I think you spend enough time with these kind of people, you understand. No, it. no, I feel you because like, I think I'd love I to test uh, the waters in like a VC firm because like I got into finance very recently, right? Yeah. So for me, I I enjoy practically applying my knowledge, and that way the big stepping stone for me on that front was actually getting hands in and investing in stocks, right? Yeah. and to date yeah i don't really know that i've made like thankfully made some money off of some normal calls right like with well yeah, thought out yeah. research calls then you do some yolo calls and then you do well and then yeah. some fuck you over right yeah, yeah, but you right. learn and the thing is yeah. it's so like you know i did all these courses that talk to you about like you know okay this is how the process works because yeah. when you start a company it goes from vc and then after a number of series of investing over time you can go public like you know that is This yeah. is like the ten yeah. years, fifteen years before you go public. Maybe like, longer, yeah. Because yeah. like when we when we meet people, we go like, so if it's too early, we send them to angels. So mm-hmm. your ideal line of work, how it works, is uh, friends and family, angels, and VC, PE. What are angels, by the way? Uh, angels are just people who are not looking to make like profit out of you. If it yeah, happens, it's great. Yeah. But like they, so it's kind of like investing in you without expecting the return. But they like, like a, the idea. Okay. They like okay. you. They know that if you mess up this idea, you yeah. figure something out. Yeah. Um, and it's also a lot of like indiv- it's more individuals like you don't find it's more, yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. it's people with a lot of money who go like yeah look i've got like a spare couple of mil like you know i can kind of <laughs> but actually in dubai there is a lot of angel groups actually so that concept i think kind of ran a lot of people out of money yeah. so now there are oh, angel sure, networks okay. and angel groups okay. so they invest as a group so if okay, you need right. like 100000 you might instead of getting one angel you, you get, get 10 angels okay yeah. so it's shared yeah. risk but at the same time wait how do you find these uh, angel groups just So once you, so it's called Dubai Angel Network. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Just go uh, there. Ah, that's good. Ah, yeah. So there's Dubai Angel Investors and there's Dubai Angel Network and there's yeah. one more. Literally, if you Google Angel Investors Dubai, yeah. you get them. Uh, I've got a very good idea. And yeah, and the, honestly, every yeah. VC and angel network has a submit your pitch deck kind of option. Yeah. It just goes in the bottom of the line and just wait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's. But at the same time, uh, Vishal came back to us in the while we were all in full time jobs and he was like, guys, like, we need to get this back together, like. So we started off as a net tech concept, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told us as well. We've so been through the whole Firebase thing, so, and, and then so how you're into just, marketing now. We so, just yeah. pivoted because one of the best things I learned while working in VC firms is so yeah. I've had the pleasure in the past two years to meet uh, around two thousand one hundred startups, and that was amazing. And that's from yeah. like forty five different countries. So you learn a lot about people as a whole, and you learn a lot yeah. from like why do companies mess up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the best thing which I kept telling people when we were working is just. be determined like be determined on what you're doing yeah. and be flexible on like what you want to do like just because you want to make something if the market's not ready if you're if your place is not ready you can't just force it into it and expect, yeah. expect it to work so pivoting and determination so we just kept putting that into firefly so we started off as net tech now it's a by product we yeah. do sell it sometimes to clients who need it for internal purposes yeah. or for getting into the youth but our focus was like you know the market's there for this right now we should bring it back Yeah. But instead of just focusing on events, we would be a full-fledged agency. So now, over a year now, we've done, we've worked with so many global brands in Firefly. What started up, it took us two years to get edtech out of the ground because it's yeah. so cash New. bleeding and yeah. so much tech and so much time into content production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus the agency, we recovered all of that money in eight months. Holy yeah. shit, that's so awesome! Yeah, I saw you guys did work with Logitech with with uh, so Bath and Body Works. So our clients are Bath and Body Works, Logitech. Yeah. Yamaha, Skull Candy. We're just gonna release something soon in the next two weeks with Persia. Yeah. 
The Canadian bag company. Yeah. yeah. I haven't ordered it. That, oh, that, that, that's that's Herschel. That free. fucking laptop free. case that I have. Free. Free. Yeah. Yeah. It's all basically brands which Gen Z relate to. Yeah. Uh, we have some stuff coming up soon for the next one year. So yeah, it works. Really so then yeah. I thought, you know what? We've tested it for eight months. Yeah. Um, and I thought this is a good time to move full time back into yeah. that life. Fair enough. That's awesome, what, man. What's the like? I honestly, you know, I came here to hope to learn. Uh, what's being an entre- entrepreneur in Dubai like? You know, Horrible. is it hard? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Why? Uh, How would you a, the age is never with you. Yeah. Because uh, when, too young when you too meet when you meet entrepreneurs who are in their forty plus, you kind of have yeah. you're too old for this. You're not gonna blend in. Yeah. When you meet people who are in their early twenties, the, the people yeah. still have the view that you don't know what you're doing. And it's early, and sometimes yeah. it might. It's it might. Sometimes it's true. I've met also startups who are not in the right space of mind. Yeah. They think that anything they think of is the right thing, without any exposure. That's but right. I feel like some people do get that exposure at some point in life, and they they might be sitting on something. Maybe it's one out of hundred. Yeah. And maybe it does have value, but I don't think the people here are quite open-minded. Exactly. Yeah. Listening yeah. to that, or even just like you know, giving time to it. Yeah. And. Honestly, even with Fireflies, the only reason we started—it's a snowball effect. Like, yeah. the fir- uh, literally, it's the most cliche thing everyone says on podcasts. It's like once you get your first client, it's easy to get your next client. Yeah. The first client takes like so for Fireflies, it took us six months for Logitech. Yeah. And then the two months for the rest of the time. Because <laughs> once you have that proven concept, yeah, you kind of have a case study model to show other brands that. Yeah. This is what we did. Like somebody said yes, it wasn't you. Now just believe that it works because we yeah. have numbers to prove it, and we love to be data driven. Yeah. Both, all three of us come from some sort of a data background, uh, so we we are always going to be data driven. Yeah. Um, but apart from all that, yeah, it's it's literally just not giving up because we meet a lot of startups who start at like twenties or twenty five, yeah. and you will get rejected. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Like we to get to draw perspective. I don't know if Vishal told you this. Yeah. To get like one yes, we would have maybe pitched to or he may have pitched to sixty to seventy companies to Holy get one shit. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's the case with anything, right? Like, yeah, for sure. But obviously, if you give up, and again, these are the memes you see, like you know, with a guy digging for gold and he stops like one centimeter before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel it because, like, honestly, that's the same stage that we're at right now. Like, yeah. even the company that I work with, like, yeah, they're a startup, but like, I, you know, obviously, like, you know, I graduated. There's so many people who are getting paid a lot more, and I'm not as much. But I actually enjoy going to work. Like I went to work in sweatpants like this. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all about comfort. It's so yeah. it's really chill. You go there and like you know you you feel like you have a stake in that company. You feel a sense of responsibility to it, and everything you do, right? You're looking looking at it as a business opportunity from that company side yeah. to try and see if you can add more value, if you can bring something to the table, and yeah. like that's how this brunch thing worked too, of right? Course. Like yeah, guys, go go hit up the brunch on Saturday. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like I just yeah. you know, yeah. but I think that makes sense because a lot of people even we meet in Gen Z, right? They want to have that accountability. They don't yeah. mind the responsibility. They want to have a sense of, you know. We've accomplished something, and yeah. like you know, at this point, it's all it just circles back to you know, like instead of focusing on that value, on that money, or whatever, you focus on, yeah. you know, you get used. I didn't get this early on in my life, which is where where I tried to do things and got a lot of no's. uh it is always you know sometimes i was too scared to make yeah. certain decisions or like yeah. jump into things like rejections hit me hard and it took me only in the past year or two where i've been very cool with reject- rejections like even if it's failure in, yeah. in exams or even if clients say no yeah. like it's not personal when someone told, like yeah you know it's not about personal but it's like about how much it gets in your head right like for yeah. example 
we we pitch content to uh, a client right and this dude is coming to us to do our marketing right mm-hmm. and he's like no this isn't okay i'm like dude trust us like yeah like if you could do marketing on your own you could do it in house but you've come to us as an agency and like it's it's a few things it's one being okay with the fact that hey you may be right yeah. but sometimes the client is always right just suck yeah. up and do it and then it's it's on them yeah to give you perspective like, on like failures i completely agree and that's why like now you uh, have to just suck it up and just you know suck it up and like accept it. it and learn from it uh, but apart from that i think i don't know if, again i feel like i have to do a lot of go to and fro with ashad on this but uh, i don't know if he's mentioned we do sometimes we do side like we do coaching classes and webinars yeah. and things yeah, like yeah, that yeah yeah uh so what we make sure of doing is uh, when we start our classes or when we do these so we've done entrepreneurship courses and things yeah. like that literally the first two slides of both of us are failure like mm-hmm. this is what we failed at we continue failing we're still failing yeah. uh, because people over here are not okay with failing and that's a narrative that needs to change exactly and so put in perspective like i said uh, before the we started recording yeah this is mine and samir's maybe fifth startup yeah uh fourth so fifth with him uh, fourth with him and fifth yeah. with me the reason being we I kept trying like we had a barware startup we literally wanted to go to copper mines and like build yeah. barware for the bars in dubai yeah. didn't take off failed yeah. we had a fintech startup which was fintech plus uh, data yeah. which didn't take off after a couple of months we lost our partnership sure. failed uh, we have an e-commerce company still running on the site which is a gifting yeah. platform okay. not that popular but it still runs on the site so yeah. you kind of learn and like people here you know they need to understand that, especially kids because they've been raised yeah. up in a place where they're not uh, too much security it, security also the fact that they're a lot scared to fail yeah um but i just feel like if you're not going to fail you're not going to learn yeah. um and it comes in any form like you said like yeah. it comes in any form exams or like yeah. startups or companies whatever it may be i genuinely feels like we're wrapping around like you know doing a full circle because it comes to the lack of exposure right yeah. the people yeah. who have more exposure fucking know that failure is really is normal. Means nothing yeah, it's just today yeah. so again like you said exactly today yeah. we had three pitches right before i came here which yeah. i had did three pitches with uh, three different companies one's in fmcg yeah. one's in uh, tech the yeah. other one's in uh, it's a cafe yeah. so it has no relevance to each other right yeah. uh, the first person canceled the meeting 2 minutes before the call sure, sure. but you just got to be okay with it this yeah. is literally the 100th time someone's doing that like yeah. you're like you're on call you're on zoom waiting cuz right now people yeah. can't meet right so you're on zoom you're hoping that they click the link yeah. and like 2 minutes before the meeting we're all ready with the pitch deck ready yeah. to share and they just go like hey can't do today next week that's all there's no there's no like hey can i not come today can yeah. i not do it it's just straight up cancel and it's the 100 time or or you do what jonathan does like come let's move to saturday i'm like i don't take no for an answer <laughs> you are getting up <laughs> no, oh I'm yeah sorry yeah. about that no, but you know I, i have this tendency to get people up to my place yeah, right? it's, 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 it's a great tendency to get dudes up to his place yeah it's a, it's a borderline <laughs> creepy borderline determination this is but it's also, a nice house. It, but it's yeah. also like you know the casa of love you know this is <laughs> the casa de podcast the casa de podcast with three dudes from your bedroom yeah with two cameras where he likes <laughs> and the beds right like, <laughs> it's like podcast only fans <laughs> okay Uh, we got the ring light ready to yeah. so this is where i so <laughs> <laughs> my dad calling no is no uh, before yeah. uh, we yeah. wrap up i just want to you know i think yeah. the core thing that we really touched on was the fact that uh, no one is make that sound any <laughs> so we touched on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the thing we discussed was your involvement in activities at a young age which is yeah. you got involved in F1 when you were in school we discussed this off camp sorry guys lack of time so you couldn't hit this but essentially he went through a lot of shit like he failed a bunch of exams he didn't really get those marks in high school or whatever but like he yeah. you, you were participating in F1 year after year 5 year 7th year yeah 
it took six years of failure and your seventh year you cracked it, right? Yeah. And um, luck. No, no, <laughs> the same thing, right? You make your own luck. The point is that you know, from then on, even into college, yeah. any time you you so-called failed w- happened when you were actually working on something bigger than that. When you were start doing something even more important, right? Like at this point, uh, I think it's down to personal opinion because a okay. lot of people don't want to do that extra thing on the side at yeah. that stage because they want to go to university to finish university and to graduate okay. with great marks. Yeah. I did above average, yes, but it was not what I wanted. Yeah. Like put on scale, it's 3.214. was not, yeah. not the best when you come out of a computer science uh, degree to get hired at like, like say Accenture or like yeah. Dell or IBM or something. But that wasn't what I wanted. So I feel like it depends really on, I, because I don't want to set another norm as well on this podcast. Yeah, like, guys, don't worry. But it's not yeah. that. But if you could leave anyone with a message like right now, right? Yeah. Uh, back then, F1, a little unheard of. Uh, at least, like I never, I don't think I heard of it when I was in yeah. school, right? How do you think that has changed? Like, if you have like you know a two-minute thing to talk to an audience that's watching, and if you, what are your thoughts in general How about? Old are they? How old is my audience? I don't know. Like, uh, it could be anyone. It could be yeah. No, like, a message to the public. The, like a message to the public involving the side hustle that you did. What has it taught you? Pros, cons. Your two minutes is. Pros and cons. Cons. No one's gonna support you pretty much like till you get to some point yeah. um, as much as you keep trying your chances are that you will fail in the beginning because the, the system's not set up supporting you you, you are against yeah. the system you're against it um, it's also a lot of I know people listening to this probably sit at home and still live with their parents yeah. so that kind of pressure you don't want to add on the parental pressure a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know what they want to do because of the yeah, parental pressure on it so you know sit down with them and let them know that your priorities are kind of split Mm-hmm. A lot of people feel that you need to pick one. Yeah. Mine wasn't not to. Mine wasn't to pick one. It was always I want to do both. Like I do want to graduate university. I do yeah. want to have a company when I graduate. Mm-hmm. And I worked on that. I graduated at the same time I'm supposed to graduate. Uh, and at the end, what the difference was, I had a company running while I was doing my first yeah, internship as yeah. well. Uh, that's great. It's obviously good, but it's honestly a pain in the ass because uh, mm-hmm. you're yes, coming so back from work to work. Um, your yeah. weekends are for working. But does uh, that feel like work? The event management, not much, but you still physically get burnt out because marketing and age, like marketing and campaigns and online yeah. is fine because you're still not physically killing yourself yeah. on a, like an event basis because all our event setups used to happen after 10 p.m. Okay, that's uh, yeah. So basically, your sleep sh- schedule is messed up. Yeah. Um, you sometimes take have to take leave from work to go to work. So yeah. at that point, it does feel like work. And yeah. half the times I got speeding fines going from event home home event. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's like you're making money to pay for the. Uh, Fine. Yeah. Uh, support the wife, please. <laughs> uh, but um, it's worth it. Honestly, it's worth it. I would do it all again because uh, yeah. I have so much more to offer as an individual right now, and I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm not blowing my trumpet or anything over here, but Definitely. like, no. I feel like just if you put me in a room with like like with a group of people, and I've noticed yeah. this at work also. The way you perceive things is a lot different if you didn't do any of this and just graduated out of university without doing yeah. anything on the side. Okay, maybe you attended drama club and football club. Yeah. Um, you, but it is a huge difference. But it's a perspective which just comes back to, you know, at the end, like some people are made for it, some people also aren't. Like you it can't push it. Yeah, you can't be wrong. You can't, it's not hard and fast. Your goal where yeah. you want to graduate, get a placement at a good firm. Yeah. As long as you're happy, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I sometimes feel like I want to do that too. Like sometimes yeah. I feel like. Maybe a couple of years down the line, this is going to be a great MBA story. 
Yeah. Uh, I refer this pod- podcast on my application. <laughs> I let them know that hey, this is how many times I failed. <laughs> Therefore, this is my MBA plan. Yeah. <laughs> and then graduate out of that, and then maybe you know start working back in like consulting or something like that. Sometimes yeah. I do think about that. So it really depends on that lifestyle you want to yeah. pick. Just go with the flow, right? Sweet man. If if you have the space, go with. That's what sure. I would have That's awesome, man. Hey, yeah. thank you so much thank for joining so us. Much, it was man. a pleasure to have you here. Yeah. And honestly, if you guys could pick up anything, I think it's the important factor that, you know, if you do feel like you're looking for more, don't feel like college restricts you. And that's what it did to me, to be honest. Yeah. You know, in, in between, I felt that yeah. oh, co- during college, you only do college, but I don't think that's true. I think... Um, yeah, just, just that time management is important. <laughs> and I hope you're cool with if, if anyone like watches this and if they're in college, right? And if they, if they want ideas about, okay, here, dude, I, I'm... I spent time in college. How do I go ahead and set things up on my own? If they have questions about how they can go about, like, yeah. you know, having that side hustle apart from college that adds that extra dimension to them, I hope you're cool with these yeah, people yeah, reaching definitely. out to you. Yeah, and, so um, I think after every podcast and uh, all of these webinars which we do, a lot yeah. of people message us on Instagram and then on uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, literally, like, even high school students messaged us on LinkedIn going, like, hey, how is F1? Can you help us with F1? Like, still, sure. like yeah. it's been, like, what, eight years? And they still yeah. message us. So, so you guys know lay down do. the you know the handles we, and stuff uh, we've got his uh, yeah, instagram yeah. handles yeah. over here yeah. make sure you reach out to him if you are that kind of person who's looking to add that extra dimension do something more with your life and you feel like college isn't cutting it it's not exciting you enough you want to do more he's your guy to get in touch with yeah. and so, uh, we're the guy you get in touch with if you want to hop on the podcast because hey, we yeah. find guests but like <laughs> or if you just want to fucking have some fun you know so yeah man thank yeah. you so much for yeah. having yeah. Uh, for yeah. coming through having yeah. us yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you so much yeah bro yeah man cheers